This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by our friends at Crudforge. Who's Crudforge? You know Crudforge. It's the former Incel Riot Studios. They are huge comedy board and card game makers. Plus, their art is something to behold, man. It is a unique and great style that perfectly fits their stuff. Right now, if you're looking for a party card game, you should pick up Virtue Signal, their original entry into the board game market. You can go to shop.crudforge.com and give the Christmas gift that is going to make your table laugh. Virtue Signal is a fun time. It's got great art, and every time you lay down a card, you will chuckle. I guarantee it. Shop.crudforge.com. Right now with free shipping, and you can probably still get it in time for the holidays, but you better hurry. Again, go to shop.crudforge.com and pick up something interesting for your table. Now, on with the show. Hey, 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 everybody. It is I, Ryan David. Taking a breather because it's been a whirlwind of a week. Uh, Welcome to Nerd Cognito. We can't thank you enough for tuning in. Also want to take a minute right now before we get rolling here to thank each and every one of you who've really supported the Saturday Speakeasy. We have blown up over the last couple of weeks and we are seeing amazing growth. Uh, Last week's Speakeasy. Uh, we, we had over 400 views, which is a milestone for our baby, baby stream. Now, you are on the big show where there's considerably more than 400 listens, but those listens wouldn't be facilitated without my two good friends. First of all, welcome back from your trek in the woods. Bert is back. Hey, Bert. <laughs> hey, Ryan. How's it going? Oh, uh, not too bad. Uh, we, we missed you last week. It was... <laughs> It was a week last week, let me tell you. I believe it. But um, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're back. And um, the we in the we are glad you're back is Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, I'm glad Bert's back. Everybody's everybody's glad Bert's back. Bert is like the one palatable thing about the show. He's just a likable guy. He is. He's, He's like our... I don't know. What are you, Bert? <laughs> Just don't Urkel. say Santa. I've heard that joke 10 times this week. Urkel. No, no. He's our Urkel. No, he's, he's not even he's, our Urkel. He's just like no. a, a, a big, kindly horse. <laughs> no, no horse girl no joke. Horse. Okay, 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 okay. Uncle, um, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. There you go. Making moonshine. I'll take living that in the one. Woods, living in the woods, making but moonshine. But I can't understand why they keep showing my hands and on my face on TV. <laughs> that was such a great theme song. Uh, I hope I didn't sing enough of it for us to get flagged. <laughs> well, you didn't sing the main chorus or anything. No. I doubt the people who can't. Well. Uh, that was, that be an issue. No, that was definitely the best line in it, too. Waylon Jennings poking fun at the fact that they did this extensive. I read in, in one of his, uh, I don't know if it was an autobiography or, an, or a biography, but I read how uh, legitimately he changed the song when he saw the first edit of the intro to the Dukes of Hazard because they had him for like a two-day shoot, and the only thing that made the cut was him his hand playing the guitar. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, this week, uh, it ain't all good old boys this week. Uh, there was a little <laughs> bit of controversy. And uh, as mm, as goes with the times, you know, we, we talked about it now for the last three weeks in some capacity. People are just doing some ridiculous stuff in the TTRPG space and not ridiculously good. This week, we are inviting on a guest in the second half of the show. You all don't know him. The, oh, I was going to say, don't tell me you got the creator of Horse Girl. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Sammy ain't coming on Nerd Cognito, although he would be welcome. And we would we would stifle the jokes for that episode as much as speak for yourself I possibly can <laughs> speak um, for yourself but i would want to have i would very much want to have a conversation with him if he if he were to come on um no we have we know him in the online spheres as the ultra american ttrpg or behind the scenes we know him as hunter uh he's going to come on because what appears to be a political depersoning refunding of a kickstarter pledge and attempt to cancel someone has come his way this week but there's a lot of ambiguity that's out there right now full disclosure i also invited the company on that's on the other side of this argument uh but it doesn't look good on the surface. And I wanted to hear from the horse's mouth, Bert, from the horse's mouth. Good Lord. Um, Stop. Uh, okay. You, you want to feel better about it before we get to the muck and the mire. I, and being a little predictive and assuming that we're going to have a detailed conversation with Hunter, I want to do something a little bit lighter on the front end. We all know and love appendix and bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing like reading some fantasy novels. Um, uh, Appendix N. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as much as it's championed by our favorite guys in the Bro SR, there's a lot of good in Appendix N. And I think if you look at it, not as a religious document, but as Gary giving some advice. And saying, hey, these are the things that made me tick. You can you can glean a lot of perspective from that. But that being said, Appendix N hasn't been formally updated for a long time. And it was informally updated, uh, what, 2007, Kyle? Yeah, there were was, was some posts in a forum that uh, Gygax himself made. And uh, he talked about kind of updating appendix in and essentially it came down to he he would really kind of leave it unchanged but he there are some uh authors and some books that he would probably add now so yeah. you know nothing tangible but an, an unofficial update uh, beyond that it goes back to the the original big bad right uh so yeah. we're going to talk about what we would put on if each of us just one just one if each of us could put something on Appendix N. Now, I did read the post that you were talking about, Kyle, and I'm disappointed yeah. because my choice, Yeah, I, I, me I may, too. maybe I should be honored, but my choice was was named by Gary. So I'm going with my second choice in this, in this whole rundown. Not a list to sneeze at by any means. 
Right. And here we are. We're going to sandwich three more onto that. But, you know, time time has passed. The world has turned. There's still a lot of stuff that I think from the modern era maybe deserves a little mention. And um, we're going to we're going to go round the horn. Who wants to go first? Don't all jump at once, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go, I'll go first. I, I, I always go last. I'll go first this time. Yeah, go first. Um, my original pick was going to be Discworld, right? But when we were talking behind the scenes, it was brought to my attention that that was one that Gary said in the the cryptic posts in 2007 that he would put on. Right. So yeah. um, I don't pretend that I even want to come close to stepping on the toes of Mr. Gygax. So I have chosen Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell by Susanna Clark. I don't know if you guys have read this or not, but it is a very different look at magic in the world magic. and right. how, um, you know, it's set in... Um, Victorian England, yeah, right? I was going to say 19th century, right? Um, the, yeah. And uh, Britain is at war with Napoleon. And the thing that I really pulled from that reading was how magic had consequences. And we sometimes forget that, especially in the era of fifth edition, especially in the era of Pathfinder, where everyone is spectacular and glitter is flying out of your butthole. Magic <laughs> has consequences. It's unpredictable. And the use of magic can severely alter a person, a personage, and the interplay between people, which is really the core of that book. Um, there's great themes that, you know, hit home for me being the evil overlord that I am about ambition and power. Uh, but there's also some awe moments with friendship, but all of that is intertwined with this magic philosophy. And I think that mm -hmm. it is an excellent book and it's something that a lot of dungeon masters and players, again, specifically in the modern era toss aside. So, that's my pick. If you haven't picked it up, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell, great, great read. Not probably what people expected me to pick, but nonetheless, I think it is vastly, vastly important. I think the content is very important and relevant to how the game is being played today. So right. there you have it. Bert, okay. what are you putting on our list? Well, as somebody who's played both Pathfinder and 5th Edition and never had glitter anywhere near my butthole... Well, I, just wait. There's going to be things in proximity to buttholes later, and that's all I'm telling you, and I'm not going to tell you when it's coming. <laughs> oh, oh, good Lord. I'm not telling you when it's coming. Yeah, of course Ryan. he's not. Good all right, Lord. anyway. Okay. For me, I think I'd like to add uh, American Gods by Gaiman. Oh, uh, good choice. I hate I'm, I hate the author, but good choice. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting look at, you know, gods how gods interact with humans in like D&D &D lore and canon. Every time a god like really shows up, 
it's a cataclysm. It's a war of the gods. It's an avatar that, you know, causes some sort of horrible upheaval. But, you know, with uh, American gods, you get some of that smaller, those, some of those smaller interactions that I think could be really interesting in like a campaign environment. Sure. And, and man, what could be more fun for a party palling around with this guy that they can't stand and they can't ditch and really he's a god <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I mean and and he is playing them as much as he possibly can for his own motivations and just the fact that your party was touched by this and you didn't even know it until probably two-thirds through your exposition that could be a great 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 sort of subplot for for a campaign and for a party shit i just gave ryan new ideas on how to torture players oh, i'm not. sorry everyone <laughs> i've done that before <laughs> um kyle what what's what's your addition to the great appendix oh, n brother everybody everybody knows what my addition is going I to be i do know what your addition is going to be yeah, and shout be out quite. to our friend the elven maiden because i'm pretty sure yeah. it would also be her addition yeah glenn cook's the black company series um which actually gygax uh, mentioned in 2007 in a separate thread somewhere uh that that would be one that he enjoyed uh the more the quote was the novels are appealing to me so I don't know if that means that he would put it on an updated appendix in or not. I suspect he probably would. I believe that it certainly fits. Um, if that is disqualified, then I'm probably going to choose as my second choice would be uh, Raymond Feist and specifically the Serpent War Saga series. Both both Good very choice. solid choices. I wouldn't disqualify it. I was being persnickety. You know I sometimes do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me be persnickety that's news to no one whatsoever but i think we have very very good choices um and we talked a little bit about this on the speakeasy this past weekend kyle how one of the things and i got all mushy and uh, speaking of the elven maiden she she made go oh, she was like oh he has a heart after all <laughs> yeah but um it, one of the things that's great about our hobby is how we have this common ground through what we read and what we watch and what we consume and what we play and how we pass it along to each other. And this is, right. this is no different. So three very solid choices. If you haven't read one or all of them, we recommend you pick them up. And if nothing else, get those warm fifis that you can then translate things into your game or in my case, get dark evil vibes that you can then transfer into your game. Just ask Bert, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's news time. Oh, what's in the news, Ryan? Oh, you know, what's in the news. This was a pretty stacked week as far as the things that people are going to talk about. And the news is no exception, but I chose to put some of the things that have been beaten like a dead horse um, into the news instead of doing a full segment. So um, let's open up with the elephant in the hobby right now, MCDM. First of mm -hmm. all, 
first of all, how pretentious are you to name it after yourself? <laughs> it's branding, right? I guess. Uh, Kyle, tell no, Bert. I mean, you know, he came out of his shack this week for us. Tell him what MCDM is. Uh, it's it's Matt Colville, who is a uh, a personality. He has an online presence. Um, okay. He is a, he he's specifically his day job is is he's in video game development. Um, but he's also a big D and D guy. And I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm familiar with the guy's content, at least the older stuff. I, I haven't kept up with him since probably post 2018, all that much 2019 right in there. But, um, I used to watch his YouTube channel. He's, he's got some good old content and he's, he's comes, he has a long history in the hobby. He does. He comes from, he comes from old school, from an old school background. But you okay. wouldn't and, know it now, <laughs> right? Right. He's he's really he's really. Uh, I don't know if he's catering to. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the man, so it's hard for me to say. But he is certainly taking taking up the mantle of the so called modern game. MCDM. Okay. Again, not pretentious at all. MCDM is, quote, unburdened by sacred cows from the 1970s. Right, right. Hey, Bert, when you're playing a fantasy game, don't you want to hit every time and not have the possibility of missing? Um, is that a game or is, is that a story at that point? That's a great well, question, isn't it? It really is a great question. Don't you want to, you know, leave that baggage of dungeon crawling at the door? Mm, not really. Sometimes exploring <laughs> those maps is the interesting part. Oh, I love you, Bird. Bert, yeah, Bird had to think about it. <laughs> I don't think he had to think about it. I think he was stunned. <laughs> you know, Bert is probably the most willing to give that mindset another shake but even some of the things that they present <laughs> just common sense right yeah. it's it's not about right and wrong right and left red or blue it's about the hobby and yeah, games um, are more exciting if you can lose them yeah. you know? well players in mcdm cannot miss and spells cannot be saved against uh when a player performs an attack or casts a spell they just roll their dice for damage and add the modifier and call it a day yeah your two hit roll is your damage and is, is how it's explained on this on the kickstarter right essentially what colville's doing here though is he, he's trying to get out from under the the ogl thing right this all started with the ogl fiasco um back at the beginning of 2023 sure uh, because he had published a book called uh, Strongholds and Followers, I believe is the name of it, right? And it's, right. It, it's fifth edition. It's a fifth edition third-party supplement that he made uh, that was for dom it's for domain-level play, essentially. So he did it before Watsy or whoever the hell else is, whoever the hell else is going to be doing it. Well, Watsy's doing it. And he was really the only other big domain-level play source book outside of Axe, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Axe is... Typically, I mean, that's an old school game. It's essentially based on a, a basic expert chassis. And so yes, he's, so he, so he decided, you know, when the OGL stuff went down, I, I know I saw some um, 
threads and stuff where, where he was involved in commenting and was like, yeah, I think maybe it's, you know, maybe develop my own system and, and come up with some stuff. And I was actually part of, um, I don't remember, I don't know if I saw it on Reddit or I was in a discord server somewhere where he was in there talking about, he was getting opinions on stuff. Like, you know, what do you think about this mechanic? What do you think about this mechanic? I think all that has evolved now into this game that's up on Kickstarter, which by the way, Bert had a target of 800,000. And the last time I checked on Friday had raised 2.1 million with 28 days to go. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, good for him. He's making money. He's making yeah, money the, and, and targeted release sometime in 2025. It is not even on paper yet. So, right. uh, you know, I, respect what he's done with his brand bro and i respect what he's done with um some of the things in the past and you know the stronghold stuff that he did maybe not be the system of my liking but it was philosophically in line and it was definitely filling a void i just i don't know uh there's been a lot of Mm, this is going to be like the, the, the term du jour today, virtue signaling, that is both uh, very, very in your face and in the subtext between the lines if you read the, the backer kit. And um, right. It's, right. It's, it's interesting. Mr. Coville, wish you the best of luck. You can feel free to send us a preview materials. We don't need the whole thing, but we'd, <laughs> we'd love to look at it. Um, and, yeah. and convince us otherwise, right? Convince us that this is something that we want to take a second look at because your target audience all ponied up. You got your 2.1, but come to the boys that actually spend the bucks, right? And that's, yeah, that's I mean, all I can say. I I'm curious know. how that would even work mechanically. I mean, I played in all kinds of systems with all kinds of weird mechanics. I mean, you guys remember, uh, dread, Oh, Dread was with the fine, Jenga, with the tower, Jenga tower. Hey, you know what else yeah. has a Jenga tower, Bert? Horse What's Girl. <laughs> no, no, Ryan. Yes. No Horse Girl. Yes, yes. Uh, when your but, Jenga uh, tower falls, you submit to the reality that you have become the Horse Girl. Yeah. Just just real quick on Colville, though. There are a lot of people that give him a lot of crap. And, okay, I, I don't care for the man's politics. I, and I do think that he injects him. Um, He's a little bit more public with him than he than he probably should be, um, but I can I can be as guilty of that sometimes too. He's he's got a following and he's got a large fan base, and a lot of people are writing this off of like, oh, it's a two year Kickstarter. Number one, he's he has a track record. He has a proven track record. He's going to deliver a product. Oh, he's going to deliver a product. Mm -hmm. He will deliver a product to these people. And it will be by the end of 2025. I have no doubt about that. I, th I think you can honestly trust the guy. Um, he, you know, strongholds and followers, a lot of that, even though for 5e, it was inspired by old school roots. He, he does use a lot of his old school background in his play and his development. In my opinion, he cuts out some of the best parts of the old school, you know, and, <laughs> and that's just my opinion, you know, um, but a lot of people are writing this off as, as like it's a joke. And I'm telling you right now, it's not a joke. Um, and he's he's going to, when this gets published, I mean, he's raised $2.1 It's He's going to be a big name. He's going to be a big name. This is probably the only thing over the next two years that could compete with a critical role release. 
and and I'm and I don't think, I think it would be the critical role. I don't think it would be the critical role release, but it would it get enough attention. It's in the same it's in the same league. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it, it is right under Wizards and Paizo, and it could even yeah. rival Paizo because Paizo yeah. is slipping. So yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate the guy. That's what I'm saying. I I I, I don't. I'm not going to buy it, and he's never gotten money from me. But don't underestimate him. I agree. I agree. Next up in the news, um, one of my favorite shows that I believe eclipsed the original would be what? Guys, take a stab. What do you, based on how much you know me, what show got a reboot that I might think have was better than the original? Oh, man. Strange New Worlds versus the original series? No. Battlestar no. Galactica? Oh, Kyle! Ding, ding, ding! No shit. Yes. I yes. got one. I got one, Bert. Hey, Bert, I got one. Good job. <laughs> well, you know, it's up for uh, for another reboot, and there's a lot of just what direction do we go? You might remember that when, and geez, it was 20 years ago. The reboot was 20 years ago, just to make us feel old. Um, when that first came around, the fans hated it with a passion and it was originally uh previewed in a convention and they booed them they booed them when they saw some of the test footage and it turned out to be good well at least the first season and a half right and then then it lost its muster but comparatively speaking com- when you look back at the original series i do believe that the second season or the second series the reboot was was head and shoulders ab- above the original. And I know that I will get into arguments when I tell people I liked the new Starbuck better. Yeah, I said it. Katie Sackoff did a better job with that character and made it her own. Anyway, um, the, the second coming, um, Battlestar Galactica, the second coming, was a proof-of-concept short film that was released prior to this series coming out, and that's what got booed in, in the conventions. Well, now we're, we're back to what's going to happen. Are we going to go back to our roots? Are we going to take the steps forward and advance them even more from the second run? Or are we going to go into a completely third direction? I don't know. I liked my BSG with lots of blood and sex. I'm sorry. Cylons should still be toasters. Do you really? Do you believe that? I do. I love the original series. What about the the meshing of the two where the Cylons from the original series were the foot soldiers and the Cylons that we knew and loved from the new Battlestar Galactica were like version 2.0? Mm. something mm. to think about mm. i don't know i like the t like the like the terminator t800 and the t2000 precisely 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i don't i don't know i don't know here here's who's who's making this thing that'd be my question where's the money coming from the new battlestar galactica is a tv series in production 
for NBC's Peacock streaming service. Hmm. We have author credits that include the writers from the newest Hunger Games. You know, the reboot of the Hunger Games, uh, which is blows my mind that that's already been rebooted. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Other than that, details are thin, right? Um, Okay. Sam Esmail and Michael Leslie. um, Michael Leslie being the the author that we spoke about before from from Hunger Games are, are at the helm for it. And... It's supposedly set in the same universe as the 2004 BSG, but in different times and places. I don't know. My opinion is now that 99% of the time it's going to be woke garbage. Gosh, I hope not. Gosh, no, 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 no. I just, that's, that's why I don't consume a lot of new media. No, no, no. Uh, uh, please have Trisha Helfer naked running around killing people. Please. We've we got to subvert your expectations, Ryan. Uh, we're, do, no. we're doing this for you, man. We're doing this for you. Is the guy that you're talking about, he's the one who's also involved with Apple's Metropolis series? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I haven't been following the Metropolis news. Yeah, they're talking about they're going to be like epic sci-fi, so I'll be interested to see what he does with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm rarely hopeful these days. I'm sorry to be such a downer, but I'm just rarely hopeful these days about anything as far as like media and games and all that stuff. Well, here's some hope for you, Kyle. The new Dungeons & Dragons D&D 1? Question mark? One D and D. One D and D. Whatever they decide to call it, because they're going yeah, to change yeah. the name before it comes out again. Uh, there's yeah. not not a doubt in my mind. Has committed to having the largest player's handbook ever. Right now, expected to clock in at five hundred pages. This thing's going to be a beast that none of the sparkle trolls are going to read anyhow. <laughs> I was, was going to say, nobody's going to read it anyway, right? If we thought bloat was bad now, say hello to the 48 subclasses included in the PHB. Uh, just just give us a skill tree, guys. You're, you're, you're mapping it out. You're mapping it out, and you're robbing people of creativity, and you're robbing people that don't have creativity of the chance to develop it. Like, these guys are yeah. happy to be led by the dick through their entire process. Let's follow the strategy guide. Follow it. Follow it. Follow it. Uh, the more and more I see about the new D&D, the more the reality sinks in that D&D for us is gone and we keep saying it it and i keep not wanting to believe it but i have to believe it all right all right one more let's wrap up the news (laughs) well as if the news wasn't good enough bert you 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 feeling a little tired this week why what 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 is the news story ryan (laughs) oh it's it's a good one redditor is banned i 
a shock, right? The, the the overlords at Reddit, where the inmates run the asylum, has banned someone after claiming he shoved an energy drink popsicle up his butt. <laughs> um, okay. Oh. I mean, I know Reddit is a cesspool, but like on film or like, oh, what yes. Do you mean? Oh, yes. Oh, good Lord. Okay. A Redditor was experimenting with ways to hmm, reinvent the experience of energy drinks by turning them into other things. Leading him down the path that eventually led to him boofing a monster popsicle. <laughs> well, that seems like some that seems like something to be right up their alley, so to speak. Uh, the Reddit user who I know from some gaming circles, which is why this caught my attention, known as Limptic Calvin. Of course, you know him, right? <laughs> I didn't say I liked him. I said I know of him. <laughs> Uh, well, Calvin pushed his love for energy drinks beyond his love for gaming. <laughs> I, and I, these are the people that we are rallying against. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't get it. You know, you hey, you do you, but that's uh, it's, you know, it's not not on the internet. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just sad that Reddit made a news story on this show. That's terrible. Uh, well, you know, I try really hard to keep them away sometimes, but yeah, I couldn't find another source, so I had to go yeah. direct on this one. Um, I just so what yeah. energy drink was it? Was it like Monster? It was a and... Monster Zero Sugar Zero Ultra Energy Drink, the White okay. Monster. Okay. okay? That's that's the details we really want to know. Right. And, and Calvin I'm, posed the question, does making these into popsicles lower the efficacy of the caffeine? Because, you know, you got to be hopped up. <laughs> um, it makes me so glad I don't have a social media presence. Does yeah. it really? Um, yeah. <laughs> quote. I realize that some of you might think that this is satirical, but this is a completely serious post, by the way. I actually did this. If you guys want me to post an update with pictures for proof, let me know. I filmed it and sent it to my group chat. I can just take some screenshots and blur out my face and a-hole to post it. <laughs> He's going to pixelate it like Japanese porn. <laughs> well... Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Go there, because I'm going to. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, historically, there are things that have been, you know, drug efficacy through anal introduction has been studied, and it's been used for things like, uh, you know, uh, hallucinogens and things like that. I, yeah. But this is just uh, kind of beyond the pale like no do, no, do whatever you want but don't do it on the internet Bert, no, the man no, made a monster popsicle and put it in his butt in the in the name of science in the name of science that's what everybody's forgetting here <laughs> can't do that science <laughs> <laughs> science that's from the post okay okay ironically I believe we have that same popsicle set. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Not that same popsicle set. That same model 
of popsicle sex. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The truth comes out. And that, my friends, is the news. <laughs> Good so, Lord, Ryan. Uh, you know, I wanted to end on a, on a happy note. <laughs> Could you get frostbite in your anus? Sure. Yeah, I mean, technically, technically any <laughs> flesh could be frostbitten, right? With enough I mean, cold exposure. Sometimes if the bidet is at the wrong angle, I'm like, ooh, I can't imagine a popsicle, right? Yeah, uh, hey, there's a draft in here. <laughs> that, that ain't a draft, and you're gaping. Well, as serious as butt popsicles are, we have a much more serious topic that a lot of folks are tuning in specifically this week to talk about. Uh, one of the Nerd Cognito Nation and friend of the show, Hunter, we know him as. Everyone else knows him as the ultra-American TTRPGer. Recently backed a Kickstarter. Not uncommon for our corner of the hobby, right, guys? Sure, we've all done it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like most of the sparkly independent companies, they have a slightly different political attunement than most of our audience. But nonetheless, Hunter thought it was a good game. And Hunter went on doing his thing on the Internet, you know, having opinions and dialoguing, only to find that after questioning some i think boilerplate questions and we'll hear it from the horse's mouth when we bring him on to the company in question which is haunted table he found himself banned from haunted table and then subsequently his pledge was refunded this company said no 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 we don't want your money and that's, I mean, come on, guys, you know me, right? Fine, you want to ban someone? I mean, it's a plus move, but you can ban someone. But if you are in business, you want everyone's money. But apparently right. his money was tainted by <gasps> different opinions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, I did no. invite both Haunted Table and Hunter onto the show. Obviously, only one of them accepted said invitation because now the show and me personally, and, and here's the catch, and even the Aura's account, which doesn't get use, are all blocked. Hmm. So I want to hear at least one side of the story, and I'm going to because Hunter's here with us today. Hunter, welcome to Nerd Cognito. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. Uh, big fan of the show. And as you said, we're talking straight out of the horse's mouth, not out of the horse girl's mouth, as we like to put it. So, Not out of the horse girl's mouth, Bert. You don't need your Sharpie this week. Good Lord, no. <laughs> um, interesting, interesting aside. Before we get into Haunted Table's debacle, um, I was preparing to seriously investigate the feasibility of hot-ass sexy goth sluts. And um, so I did my deep dive into Horse Girl. Oh, that sounds oh, bad. No. Yeah, you um, did. Ryan, is, what did you do? There is actually a mechanic uh, very much akin to what we were joking about, uh, where you do draw a dotted red line with your Sharpie. 
Um, the one specifically that I remember was around the anus after your popsicle has been inserted. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so, so Hunter, you were going to back a product, and I'm not going to specifically mention the product. I'm fine saying that Haunted Table was the company, but I'm not really looking to put dollars in their pocket based on at least what I know so far from the story. Mm -hmm. So Haunted Table first banned you, right? They blocked you on Twitter. Big deal. It happens all the time. But then they doubled down and refunded your pledge and then made some grandiose virtue signal about what was going on. Tell me, before we get into the refund, what was the lead up to, to this discourse, right? Why did they decide that you were such a horrible person they had to unperson you? I follow our on, well, I, I call it Twix, combination of Twitter slash X. I like to call it Twix after a friend of mine called it that one time. It so, is a tasty candy bar. It is. So <laughs> I followed, and they had made a post about the game that Haunted Table made. And I remember making the comment saying, oh, I backed this game. And it uses a unique D4 system, which I'm not familiar with a lot of those. And I'm a whore for other different game systems that are D20, basically. And so I say that jokingly. I'm not going to sell myself. Like, I'm not a horse girl. So. No, don't, don't say that jokingly, because when Aura's releases, hopefully 2024, you will have a non-D20 based system made by someone that you might be talking to right now so anyway um so so you back the system it, it the the theme appealed to you the core mm -hmm. mechanics appealed to you that's why we buy these games uh, i hear you mm -hmm. so then it came back up and i went to because i check people i sometimes i don't always check on everyone but i said oh i'll look at haunted tables twitter see if they made any like new updates posts or anything stuff that i could follow because they also post like up some people that do like actual plays of the game saw that i was blocked i'm like that's confusing i don't really interact with them on twit on twix i've never said anything bad about them on twix sure so i decided i'm i'm still in the discord server i'll reach out through there I open my Discord, I'm scrolling through, have all my stuff sorted out, so I go to my games folder for my game servers, no Haunted Table Discord servers appearing in there. And I'm like, that also doesn't make sense to me. My interactions with the people in that Discord server have also been pleasant. This doesn't make sense to me. So I went to the web their website, I sent an email, never heard back from them on that email. Right. And apparently, apparently went out, so kind of a side note on this, apparently they were at PAX Unplugged. When this was all happening, I don't think that's a good excuse as to why they weren't responding to me. But I guess take that into consideration what you will. I'll even give that a pass because for a small company, a convention the size of PAX is is no small thing. But please keep going with the story. So, yeah, didn't hear back on the email. So I was still on the Kickstarter page at the time, left a comment being like, hey, I'm having this issue. Can someone get back to me on this? Figure it out. They didn't respond to that either. The person that was kind of like the face of this game they were promoting on the Kickstarter, he originally, I was originally, he didn't have me blocked when this all started. I double check like a couple days after this, he's now blocked me. Hmm. So you have no way to contact these people that have your money. No, I wasn't quite sure how to react really to it because I'm like, this just doesn't make sense to me. Right. So I made the original post being like, hey, I backed this game. 
because I paid for like book and dice, like $60 plus whatever shipping would come out of it. So decent amount of money for the book, in my opinion. And I'm just like, hey, these people blocked me. I'm banned from the Twitter, apparently. They're not their Twitter, the Discord, apparently, for some reason. I'm not quite sure what to do. And actually, that was like when Kyle had said it was the uh, I would ask for my refund. Right. There's no reason yeah. they should be doing this to you. Look yeah. what you did. You said Kyle. that. And so did the realtors. <laughs> well, and then I actually sent a direct message to them through Kickstarter. And I basically told them basically what everyone else suggested, that they had two options now at this point. Either just unban me and unblock me, and I would continue my polite interaction, as I had always been doing with everyone, never rude, never harassed anyone, or just refund me my money. And right. don't, and that way you don't feel like you have to do that to me. You can leave me blocked, leave me banned. I didn't care if they refunded me my money if they did that at that point. And so it obviously at that point they they didn't respond, but they did choose to refund your money. Later that night, I when as I was laying down in bed, email popped on my phone, Kickstarter pledge refunded for the game. Yes, and they still never replied to any of my messages or emails I sent. Still okay. did not do that. So now, you don't really know so, why. So you don't really know why. Well, at the time, I didn't. And then from my other method of looking at people's profiles, uh, and I think Ryan may have these screenshots too, I took screenshots of Haunted Table actually made a little kind of, I don't know, kind of like a, I don't want to say manifesto. They made like a little thread about why they did this. Right. It was a sizable thread that i i thought was really in poor taste and and not something that a company should do especially when it was a private matter that presumably would have ended with your refund Here, here's what they said they said just fyi we were informed that someone with a history of harassment in the ttrpg space was in our discord and following us on here after backing the project we decided their behavior shared with a sizable amount of direct evidence and screenshots, etc., represented a direct potential threat to the safety of our spaces and removed them from the server. They noticed and started contacting us while we were at PAX, and because we were unavailable, have begun escalating. If you have seen this around or it causes problems for our collaborators, I apologize in advance. Being part of the Discord or having direct personal access to developers is not something backing a Kickstarter gives you access to. To avoid further need for contact, we'll also be refunding their pledge. We are not interested in analyzing the general posting of our backers and quite literally do not have the time to do that even if we wanted. We also have not denied anyone anything they have paid for. This was a specific choice to protect a community space that we would make again. To speak more broadly and individually, I have no patience for people who believe they could disrespect and harass my friends and colleagues in this space and then believe they should be handled with kid gloves because they have only smiled at me. That's a weird statement to make for a matter that was effectively private up until this point. Kyle, thoughts? My initial thought is, look, they're, they're a company. I mean, I do agree with the statement that if you back something that doesn't necessarily give you direct access right. no, to we, a, a, a developer or something. We, we have right. had our share of this. Someone sends me a preview copy of a work in progress, 
and they think that they are now the fourth man on Nerd Cognito. That doesn't happen, and I, I I'm sympathetic to that. But as you were saying, yeah, I mean, any company worth their salt is going to have a customer hotline of some kind, right? I mean, in, in essence, so there 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 needs to be some means of contacting someone involved with the project, just you know, just in case there's a problem. So let's say they didn't refund the money, everything was fine. They blocked Hunter. Hunter doesn't know why he gets his book in the mail and it's all torn up or, or there's a, there's a printing issue with it and pages are falling out. You know, it wasn't damaged during shipping or something like that. Well, he needs some sort of recourse, right? Well, if he doesn't have any lines of communication, there's no recourse for him at that. I just think that's a unsavory move by, by a company. Right. When you're in business, you can't discriminate against green, Right. Right. Green is why you are in business. Bert, you're just digesting this all for the first time now. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? And then I have some some pretty pointed questions that I want to ask Hunter, too, because they've thrown some stuff out there that I think needs addressed as well. But but I want to get sort of the barometer on Bert. Where are you at right now with this one? I, I don't disagree with you. When you're a company, you're pursuing money. You know, you're trying to sell a product. You're trying to get it to into as many hands as you can. It sounds like from the response that you read to us, Ryan, that um, Hunter pissed somebody off that this creator or the person who had the power to ban him knows. So it sounds like the person who did this is having difficulty separating personal feelings from business profit, which is never a wise decision in a... Uh, in a business space. No, especially in a business space that's so reliant on its fans, like our hobby is. Now, now, Hunter, they did throw mm-hmm. a couple of things out there. And I, I want to okay. preface this with it's unsubstantiated because they haven't provided anything further. But they said right off the bat, you have a history of harassment in the TTRPG space. Now, I'm pretty active in the TTRPG space, yeah. and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> with a history of harassment. Uh, yeah, I don't either. You're very opinionated. You're very forward. Uh, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that rubs rhubarbs, but I don't think that that's harassment. Is there something that I don't know uh, uh, about this? Did you Did you get into a tiff and, you know... Tell the leprechaun that you're going to make his wife's face look like a glazed donut, or, or, or did I just miss something? I've only had my Twix account for about a couple months now. For the most part, when I was in started in the teacher RPG space, I avoided Twitter like the plague because of all the banning and stuff that was originally going on with it. I avoided it. Sure. And then when Musk took over, I decided, okay, I feel more comfortable that this is more of a free free speech platform than it was before i'm gonna hop back on i had one and so a lot of the stuff that they may be referring to actually happened in in private conversations in private servers before i got my twix account and people are only are starting to make the connection oh that this is this that the person who had this account is tied to all this because i was trying to remain kind of anonymous so to speak with this because i was trying to leave that drama behind me but now that it's all come back, I'm just like full speed ahead now. Right. So I might as well, if they're going to, when I was getting attacked, it was for my values and my beliefs. And if that's what they're going to attack me for, I'll just, I'm just going to double down on it. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm, not, right. I'm not retreating. Right. I'm full speeding ahead. 
Now, they claim that they have a sizable amount of direct evidence and screenshots and blah, blah, blah. If you had to pick the most egregious thing that they may be referring to, I want to like a worst case scenario, devil's advocate. And you can decline to answer this, too, if you choose. But if I would like to know for for satisfying my curiosity and I'll tell you right now, I suspect that they don't have a smoking gun because nothing has been posted so far. If they had it, they would post it, right? Um, but in a worst-case scenario, generically, what the heck could they be talking about? I have There's like three main people I have suspected that could be behind this. I was avoided politics like the plague at TTRPGs. Mm -hmm. But then when – and I'm going to forward this now, everything I'm saying – is my opinion is not a reflection of the guys on this podcast. This, I'm speaking strictly for me at this point. I just want to put uh, that out there. We have enough people that hate us uh, on talking, so. <laughs> so, um, When Roe v. Wade got overturned is when I really started seeing the major controversies between myself and other people. And I started to kind of speak out about like, I'm trying to be like, I was like, hey, how about we not talk about this in this space and focus on games? And that was when it all started from there for me and so and this person and this started to try to talk back talk ish about me and me i was kind of i kind of was petty at the time when doing all this because i'm like i did nothing to these people so i went petty on them i left a review on their facebook page basically stating f because these people were also very politically idealized keep your politics and your ideologies out of the game just play the game that's why i've always believed and stood by and this is what i said that they stood for one that the Black Lives Matter organization, not the people, the organization, is a terrorist organization. I said that abortion is murder and that they believe in killing unborn children. I stated that they basically are for the mutilation of ki of kid of children under the age of 18 for their transgender ideology. Um, what else did I say? I made like a good it was like a good six or seven different points I made but it where wasn't I was like any, this hey, is your mother was thing. a snowblower or you know, I saw you, you know, stick a popsicle up that no, homeless guy's like that. bum. No. <laughs> it, it was all for for the most part, boilerplate internet politics stuff. Yes, and they took that to go like, oh, he's racist, he's homophobic. Well, when course, I'm like, right? I never said anything about people in general. And, and of course, I got all that and still get all that. Sure. And so that – and if the worst-case scenario, that would be, like, the quote-unquote worst thing they could release. Okay. So yes or no, me. And these, and, was there ever a direct attack on an individual? You know, you smell bad. No. Never an attack direct. Maybe on – maybe I would – if we're going to put it in nice terms, an attack on someone's – beliefs or ideas but never on an individual okay like was there i have ever no a problem of saying, violence or you know action or in the internet space ddos or doxing was there ever a threat like that posed put forward no i no I doxing's illegal so. i would never do that to someone <laughs> uh, right right and and you know no, we I never wouldn't. said we're gonna swat anybody we never we, it was for all intents and purposes, and I'm generalizing, it was you had politics that were directly opposed to someone else's politics, and they took offense to that. I think that's a generic statement. Yes, boys? Yeah. Pretty okay. generic, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And when they took offense to that, you believe that the individual that took offense to it has close ties to Haunted Table and was able to get in their ear. This main person, if I believe it is the person I'm thinking about, is is a kind of a well-known ideology. And again, there's two other people. And I mean, I haven't interacted with them that much because there was actually another Discord server. Okay, so to bottom line, there was no threat of violence. There was no illegal activity. There was no doxing. There was no swatting. It was an internet political argument. And because of that... For the most part, yes, which... Well, what's 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 Sorry, outside? I didn't mean to no, no, no. What's outside of, of for the most part? Because I'm really, and and I'm digging here because I want to be sure that our positions that we're formulating right now that we're going to talk about are are are, are solid, right? I I don't right. want to look mm-hmm. like the schmuck and have five days later someone throw me a screenshot. You know, I'm going to murder your babies and step on your dog. You know, <laughs> um, right? I, and I don't believe that one no. of those exists. I'm I'm strictly playing devil's advocate, and I'm really setting the table. It was a political argument, and you were banned because of your political ideology, and there weren't direct threats or harassment or incessant behavior, and and because I want to feel justified in my outrage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle, I mean, I would never say. Go ahead, Hunter. Go ahead. Well, there, I do. There are some pains where it's like, if you like, if someone hurt is going to hurt children, then yeah, that person should be severely punished. I'm not going, but I'm not those people that are going to send death threats to someone like a lot of like other people do in the TTRPG space. Sure. I mean, it's not going to do me any good. First off, it's going to put me. It would put me in a bad light. But there should be nothing wrong with me going on a platform with my freedom of speech and saying. Hey, these person believe in such as in this and this and such. Right. And this and I don't think those are good views, especially in a place where I believe TTRPGs are for the most part supposed to be apolitical and an escape well, from welcome reality. Welcome to 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I learned I've Kyle. And so yeah, I've never yeah. threatened anyone for the at all. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's really just kind of you know we want to get to the heart of the matter and it's like Ryan said it's like if somebody drop is there a smoking gun and if so what is it because it, it's it, it just to be fair you know the other side has chosen not to comment or at least to us or interact with us and and defend themselves or or retort in any sort of manner so you know, we, we just want to make sure that we've got as as fair of a story as we can. There's always two sides to every story. We're getting one, but I mean, you seem like a reasonable guy to me, but we just, when you say things like for the most part, you know, that, that kind of hints that maybe there's something else. And so that's the only reason that we ask, uh, you know, cause, cause we've got to be, we don't want to treat anyone unfairly. Right. As you know, we really oh, don't. Absolutely. The, the people in this TTRBG space, the I probably like to call the the Wokies or other names, um, they are also known. They can twist things out of context. So I don't know what I, if there's anything I say that they're going to twist out of context, right? Because, like I said, they think that because because I they said because I say the Black Lives Matter organization 
is basically, and this and this was said by the FBI at one point that the Black Lives Matter organization was a terrorist group. They think, oh, I think I'm I think black people are terrorists, which no, I did not say black people are terrorists. I said the organization was terroristic. Sure, right. I understand and this, that. And and so they twist I that said, out of context. <clears throat> that's why yeah. I said, give me the worst. You know, what, yeah. what would be the absolute worst thing that you said? And I think you eloquently said there, you know, I had political discourse with these people and we didn't always see eye to eye. And we know how sparkle trolls will will turn things. But I did, you know, I just wanted to, before we move forward, cover the bases and say that there's not a, you know, I hate your mother, your daughter, and your grandmother. You know, yeah. It, I know. I know where you live, and I will. You know, and yeah. I have a particular set of skills, and I will find you, and I will. <laughs> thing. I mean, yeah. We don't need audio or or a screenshot of that coming out. No. Bert. My computer is like a decade old. I wouldn't be able to do anything <laughs> like that even if I wanted to. That's okay. Bert's still recording with a Commodore sixty four. So, Bert, you're digesting all of this. Um, mm -hmm. What are you thinking? I mean, politics gets people fired up. I mean, it's why I'm, I might be kind of old school, but I don't talk about politics, religion, or people's salary. It's just my general rules. Um, you know, people, uh, politics do get people fired up, but I mean, business has always been, well, they might back, you know, candidates and things. Business has always been sort of, uh, hopefully, an apolitical space you know they want your money yeah it really does speak to the fact that there's been a shift over the last uh just fairly recently over the last few years of you know where that used to be the business model right a company's goal is to make money you know right that that's revenue generate revenue that's Not what companies anymore, are supposed Kyle. To do. The, right exactly there's been a shift now into the sort of social credit kind of thing where they almost see that as uh you know well we can take a loss here but it's an investment in the social credit score that we're going to have which in, you know in essence is virtue signaling right it is hunter before yeah. before we wrap up is there anything else that you want to put on record for the folks that listen and you know not for an ego boost, but not for nothing. We're one of the biggest audio podcasts in our section of the hobby. What do you want them to know? But because they decided not to contact me and make that statement that basically kind of slanders me in a sense, this is how we got to where we are now and why I've been so vocal about this situation. If they had just contacted me, busy or not, I mean, I even if I was super busy, if I'm running company, I would want to reach out to people who paid money to back my games. That is something that I think I would have done as the individual, just me personally speaking. If they had just contacted me, this probably wouldn't have blown up as big as it got. Well, and other than that, um, like well, I said, I mean, I'm, anything I'm, you need to get out because, yeah. um, you know, in my, <laughs> my invitation to them, Haunted Table, still stands. You know, we will give you equal time, equal measure, and uh, we've had a lot yeah. of folks that have diverging p philosophical and political beliefs on the show too. We want everyone to have give to to have an opportunity to have their voice heard. As right. it is posed right now, it's pretty ugly look for Haunted Table, and the fact that they have not yeah. released this overwhelming amount of evidence that they claim to have. Uh, does make me raise an eyebrow. Now, I don't know 
where we go from here. I think that it's definitely going to be the next time Haunted Table produces something that might get a second look. It's going to be nagging in the back of my head. You know, is this a, a company that deserves a second look or something that I want to possibly expose myself because let's face it, I have opinions on the internet um, to just mm-hmm. a, a bunch of unnecessary aggravation, if nothing else. I don't want to be aggravated. I got enough things that are aggravating me. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle <laughs> aggravates me on a daily basis. Um, well, Hunter, I want to thank you for stopping in and giving your share of the story. Um, you know, it's we're glad to have you in Nerd Cognito Nation. Um, I hope that your sixty bucks goes somewhere to a new shiny game for a creator that will appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good to meet you, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, Hunter, uh, and giving us your side of things. Well, I'm glad Hunter decided to swing by. You know, boy, like I said, I hope I don't get burned on right. tossing my faith in him, uh, but I don't think uh, that I will. And if I do, you know, I'll own it. But uh, I, I really think, dude, got a raw deal, man. You know what's not a raw deal, Bert? What's that, Ryan? If you've got eight bucks, you can be... Checkmark Hero. Yes, sirree. Eight dollars gets you a mention on the show, just like our Checkmark Hero, the Cinnamander, C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R. Follow Sin on Twitter. If you want to be a Checkmark Hero, go to nerdcognito.com, click on Be a Checkmark Hero at the top of the page, and for as little as two dollars, just two bucks... You can be a checkmark hero. What does that do? Well, that helps Nerd Cognito maintain the blue checkmark, which really helps them maintain a little competitive edge in the algorithm. And it's a way that you can support the show for very little bread. So don't forget, go to nerdcognito.com and be a checkmark hero. Oh. I still think we should rename that segment Cinemander's Checkmark Heroes at this point. <laughs> we can. We can. We talked about it earlier in the show, but the 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 speakeasy is really starting to grow across all the platforms. I do kind of want to unify those platforms down to the big one that counts, which is YouTube, and we need your help to do that. Um, not looking for the money, right? They can keep their 55 cents. I am looking for our ability to beat the algorithm and start to organically show up in YouTube's recommendation. And we can't do that without two things, likes and subscriptions. So please go to YouTube, search for Nerd Cognito, hit like on every blessed video that there is, and make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. That is the biggest help that you can be for the newest member of the Nerd Cognito Show family. While you're doing subscription things, make sure that you don't miss another episode of the podcast. Of course, you can see them on YouTube, but you're delayed at least a month. Why not have it delivered to the device of your choice each and every week? Just go to your podcast provider, be it Apple, Spotify, something else, and hit the subscribe button. That way, when the show drops, it will go right into your device and you can listen to it as often as you like, wherever you please. 
Well, that's all I've got for this week. Gentlemen, do you have anything else that you want to throw? I know it's been a whirlwind of a week, and uh, hopefully we'll catch our breath and have a little lighthearted fun as we move into the holiday season. Uh, but I think uh, I I am spent. I need to catch my breath. Yeah, I think I'm okay, too. I got nothing. Ah, sounds good. Nothing. Sounds good. Then... We will just bid our friends adieu. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We were glad to have you. We're always proud to have you as a member of the Nerd Cognito Nation. We will see what comes up next week. As always, I'm sure uh, the, the plans that we have to have a nice, relaxing, chill week to talk about just something garbage like, hey, let's talk about this monster. That's not going to happen. It's 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 been a fun <laughs> December. But whatever does happen, you know that we will be on top of it. And we will talk at you next week. Be safe out there, everybody. No! Red Bull not only gives you wings, it'll give you a shot in the ass, too. <laughs>